Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 47. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. All right, guys, I'm back. Uh, First off, let me just say that I am truly sorry for any feelings of abandonment I might have caused you. Uh, It was never my intention to ghost on the podcast and all of you again. Uh, Truth be told, there was a lot going on in my personal life and honestly, just couldn't keep up. Um, So anyways, I do have some big news. I have a really special guest. Um, Before I bring him in, um, I'll go ahead and bring him after the break. Before I bring him in, I just wanted to check in with all of you guys and see how you're doing um, and offer a brief explanation. Uh, So I'll go ahead and get right into it. I think the last episode I put out was on October 31st, which was Halloween. Um, it was an episode with Lee Williams about ways to improve the quality of life for San Pedrins. Really good episode if you haven't checked it out already. Um, I had recorded another episode after that with another really awesome guest, but I encountered some technical difficulty during the recording, so it didn't come out so well. Um, I plan to have this person on again really soon. I've already um, been in touch with them and they're interested in Uh, coming in the new studio. Um, New studio, you might ask. I will explain soon. Right after I put out the last episode, things got really busy at work. I mean, nuts. I was still new to the role in the insurance industry for the first time, and um, it was open enrollment for most of our clients. Truth be told, I was drowning. Um, I was going to the office early. I was staying late. I uh, was often clocking in at night from home. So I was just mentally exhausted almost all of November and December. Um, so this kind of lasted out through through the holidays and the workload just barely started to feel a little bit lighter in the new year. However, this was also a crazy time. Um, because my husband and I were looking at homes casually <laughs> during this time. Um, casually at first, until it wasn't casual anymore, we actually found a home we liked and within our budget, and we closed within the first week of January. I know, all of this is crazy. Um, we're very excited to be new homeowners. Um, the house needed some initial work before we moved in, so... We made some repairs, and finally, we moved in at the end of January. And in February, things started to pick up at my job again, and that's when I realized I was not going to be able to continue this podcast by myself. So that leads me to my big announcement, which I will get to right after the break. This episode was brought to you by St. Peter Today your local community magazine, bringing you stories from San Pedro. Okay, we're back. Um, So like I said, I have some big news to share with you all. 
And um, as I said, I was struggling to put the podcast out on my own. I knew I was going to need some help, um, a partner, if you will. This is when I reached out to an old friend who coincidentally was building a new podcast studio. Um, He was my guest on the podcast in season two, episode two. You know him as the editor-in-chief of San Pedro Today magazine. And now he will also be my partner in the Hello San Pedro podcast. So, Joshua Stecker, thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure. How are you, my dear? Um, well, that's a really loaded question right now. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get into all of that, yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of give a little bit of context. Um, sure. When I called you about the podcast, I had no idea what you were going to think about it. I it was I felt like it was going to be an off the wall phone call. Obviously, you were a guest, and I'm assuming a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us like your side of the story when I called you? Yeah, well, I mean, it was something that the magazine had been um, working on for a while. We've been trying to figure out uh, to get something to get into the podcast game because you know it's stupid that we haven't yet. Basically, everybody has a podcast except us, so it was like, well, we're gonna do it. So, and it was kind of just um, serendipitous the way it, it happened because I, it was top of mind when you contacted me and you reached out basically saying exactly what you said in your intro about you know, your time constraints and whatnot and needing some help to continue the show. And I love the show and you know you have a great following with it. And it was a no brainer to say, let's work together. Let's put something together. Let's bring the hello, um, San Pedro podcast under the San Pedro Today banner, and you know we'll promote it through through the magazine and through our our uh, social accounts and whatnot, and give you the extra boost that the, this podcast could certainly you know use and and put it out there and try to get as wide of an audience as possible for it. Yeah, uh, I had no idea like that's what you guys were up to, and I'm I'm really glad that it worked out that we were kind of on the same page, um, yeah. coincidentally. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I loved working with you before and I kept right. thinking about, I know it was great. And, uh, I just th- thought like, you know what? I mean, the magazine I've always loved, it's a huge treasure in the community and it does a really great service. And I just thought if I, I felt like the podcast could work hand in hand. And so I'm really glad that it, it is now rolling along and coming into fruition. Me too. I'm excited for it. You know, it's it's something that you've built and you've done an excellent job with and people do love it. It's, you know, it's the first, I mean, real San Pedro podcast in town. I mean, it's, it's something that um, I think is very cool. And it's just something that we just built upon. You know, that's the, that's the cool thing is that we'll have this, you know, hello, SP will still be going mm-hmm. and then we'll, hopefully branch out and to do some other shows under the magazine banner with different people, different hosts and, and just bring a different, um, uh, a different way to communicate and inform and educate our community about what's going on. I love that. I honestly am very excited to see the new podcast that come out of San Pedro today. I probably, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. We got ideas. I'm excited. I'm a podcast listener. So (laughs) I'm just waiting for all the content. Start streaming through my phone. Right on. Um, well, I, I was going to, I mean, the idea for this, you know, when I was thinking about this back in February, um, before, you know, the world was a lot different. Can we just, uh, let's address the pink elephant in the room. 
we're in a pandemic right now. We haven't even mentioned that in the podcast. Yet. I know. So let's like, let's like, everybody's listening, going, are they, when are they recording this? No, we're recording this on April 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, smack dab in the middle of Crazy Town right now with yeah. everything that's been going on. Um, but I don't know where, where, where were you going to go with well, that? Well, that's Sorry. basically yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like, uh, I was going to like, originally I wanted to cover everything that had happened in the last five months that the podcast has been absent, but I don't think we can even move forward without addressing this global crisis that we're in. Yes. Um, this is probably, let's just get your response to it. How are you feeling with everything that's going on? Um, Oh, uh, equal parts, fear, hope, um, trepidation. Um, I mean, there's a lot of emotions going on right now with this. It's really, it's one of those things where every day brings something new and every day there's a different, um, Pro, there's a different way of processing things. You know, it, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, there are days, I mean, I'll admit I've had panic attacks. I've had, like many people who are listening to this, they've probably suffered from, you know, terrible anxiety um, just with the fear of the unknown and what's been going on, especially in town. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're seeing a lot, I mean, we're seeing it firsthand. A lot of our mom and pop shops are temporarily closed right now. All of our restaurants had to literally change their business model overnight Mm -hmm. to go to straight takeout and delivery. And, uh, you know, it's, it's weird, but it's also inspiring because in that same San Pedro ethos that we have, this do it yourself attitude that has permeated this town forever, you know, San Pedrians are rising to the occasion, you know, we're seeing it out there. And that gives me hope that, um, even though we're in a, what can only be described as a terrible situation right now um, across the country and across the world. Um, here in San Pedro, we are, you know, we're, we're doing it. We're still trudging along. You know, there's, you know, the, a lot of things might be temporarily closed, but there's a lot of places that are still, you know, trying to get through this and still in business and trying to, you know, um, keep our community together, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I would have to agree with you on my reaction to all this. A lot of fear, um, still hopeful, very anxious, a little, I think there's just been like an underlying stress, you know? Oh, completely. Like that. I, I it's, it's just subtle and it's there and you know, it rises and it falls and you don't even realize you're under so much stress because this is really causing a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, like the best way that I can say, like my reaction has been is like, well, that escalated quickly. You know, it's just <laughs> like, I wasn't, I wasn't worried. And you know, as I always grew up in a, like, don't panic yeah. type of, um, environment you know my mom always said don't panic you know let's not respond with fear and so that wasn't my response initially and um, when things started to you know when things hit Washington state and when the case numbers went up there and then all of a sudden there was one or two in Los Angeles and then that became quickly the numbers just grew so fast yeah it was like I couldn't even keep up with it, it's like I I was just behind because every single day, like you said, it was 
new information. It had escalated a whole lot. Um, you know, going to, we hadn't, we had pretty much gone to the grocery store when things were normal Mm -hmm. and then didn't have to go back again for two weeks when things were nuts. Right. And I had to like, you know, find a sitter for my kid because I couldn't really take them anymore. And I went with my husband and we kind of had to like tag team it. I mean, we wore gloves and actually, no, at that point we had not been wearing gloves. We were, um, we had thought that the grocery store would supply wipes. They did not. The one that we went to. Right. Um, Which is still a problem, San Pedro. Yeah. Grocery stores get on that. Yes. So I completely agree. Much needed PSA. Yes. Um, And so we went into the grocery store and I mean, there was nothing, Josh. I mean, there was like the big cans of menudo we were wanting to get. They were gone. (laughs) Cans of beans, like just cans of anything. Any canned foods were gone. I mean, most of the vegetables that we could, you know, work with were gone. Potatoes were gone. Meats were gone. Dairy, like the milk. My son drinks so much milk. And I'm trying to get him, I need to get him off the bottle, you know, (laughs) I'm working on it. Um, But yeah, it was like, I couldn't even get milk for my baby. Yeah, that's that's tough. It's it's crazy. All the prepackaged meats were gone. We had to kind of wait in line for the deli. And we waited, I think when we got there, they were on number like 70 something. And we were like 90s. No, we were 100 and no. Sorry, we were six. So it was like it had to go around. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we were like six. So we, we, we waited a really long time just to get meat. And things were going so quickly, we weren't even sure if we were going to get any. And yeah. I mean, that was insane. Yeah. I had no idea how quickly things were going to escalate and how much of an impact it was going to have on our community. I, I think where it really hit me was like sirens closed. Mm-hmm. The Chory Man closed. I mean, these are like my places. Yep. I thought like, oh, I can get takeout at least or I could at least order my coffee and grab it, you know? No. Like, it's like all sense of normal is gone. Yes. Completely. Completely. Um, yeah. Uh, when I, like you, I I wasn't expecting this to escalate as quickly as it did, even though I, I knew the seriousness of it. But the... Um, like we were in the middle of putting together the April issue of the magazine and it, with, you know, uh, we had this great um, woodworking artist named and musician named Harold Green, who was going to be our cover story. You know, we had a wedding, uh, ready, a wedding story ready to go. We had some other stories ready to go. And basically like four days before going to the printer, I threw all that editorial out and said, you know what? We got to cover this. This is more important. And it, it, it made me realize, like, regarding the magazine, just how important it, it, to me. Well, this is the thing. To me, it felt like if we hadn't dedicated the April issue to covering the coronavirus and how it affected our town in the beginning days, it would have been criminal and a disservice to the community how we just went with our normal yeah. publication. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't sleep at night if I wasn't able to communicate and get the word out to people who don't get their um, news through social media right. or the internet. The one thing about San Pedro that a lot of people don't necessarily realize is that we have a huge senior population in San Pedro. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very, very um, uh, 
they're very, very active in social senior population here. But they're, you know, a lot of these people in town are grandparents and, and whatnot. And it's, and they're the ones who are not on social media. They're not getting their information through uh, sources that maybe you and I would get it nowadays. Mm -hmm. They get their information through the newspaper still and the, and the magazine and like television news. Mm -hmm. And, but they're not getting the information about what's happening in San Pedro through television news right. or even our local newspapers, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, the daily breeze doesn't, the daily breeze covers a lot more than just San Pedro. Right. You know, so our publication, uh, you know, San Pedro today, we are solely dedicated to the town. And so I felt it was a, it was an opportunity for us to not only bring some of the stories and paint a picture uh, as to what was happening yeah. Um, in the beginning days, but also, you know, fill it with legit information for those who won't get it from other sources. Right. And that was really, really important to me. Um, the senior population here is incredibly important to me. And the last thing I wanted was to uh, be a disservice to them during this craziness. It occurred to me, actually, when I was reading the magazine, um, you know, Angela... Romero's, it, you know, article right. about how we've dealt with stuff like this in the past. Mm -hmm. It, it, it really, it, it occurred to me that this is how we're going to know, this is how we're going to reflect on it years from now Yeah, is in the magazine. If you didn't cover it, where would we look to see how we responded to it? And it's, it's like, you know, you're really capturing history right here. It's really Funny you say that because when I was writing um, the cover story for this uh, for the April issue, which is how the community responded, I, I realized like after the fact, or maybe it was during the fact, because it w it wasn't written like how I'd normally write you know a feature story, you know, it, it just it didn't lend itself to that. But it I realized I was capturing a snapshot of what San Pedro was like in mid March yep. during a pandemic. Yeah. And I, I don't know if anybody else has done it, like in the way we did it, but I mean, um, these photos, I mean, just yeah, the, the, cover, took, yeah. the cover photo alone, you know, just the fact that she went out and took these photos of how we're responding. Yeah. And let, let's, let me address that. Like, so Angela Romero, who's our, uh, historian columnist in the magazine, who's also the founder and, um, oh, the founder and president of the San Pedro Heritage Museum, which she started, uh, she went in the beginning days when everything started closing down. She drove all around town, started taking photographs to document, um, you know, history. Basically, yeah. watching our town literally shut down. Right. All the closed signs, all the empty shelves, all the lines outside the grocery stores. Um, the one that really spoke to me is this um, picture of Trinity Lutheran Church. Oh, yeah. And how... The marquee says, this Sunday, Facebook Live, search Trinity San Pedro, 9.30 a.m. And yeah. it's like, wow. I mean, these 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 normal things that, we, I mean, we've just been taking for granted. Mm -hmm. It really points out to how much we've had. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how much, you know, for granted we've taken all these amazing events and social activities we have. Um, I mean, they're now virtual they're going online there people are starting to facetime and congregate on social media it's insane this is a really unique time in our history it's we've literally taken we're, we're literally taking the socialness out of society right now we and we have to um 
to to quell the spread of this pandemic. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, it, I know that like some people in the news have have um, characterized like social distancing should be really be should really be coined physical distancing because that's really what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be near each other. Um, but, you know, we're supposed to still be social. But it's different being social through a, a screen than it is being social in person with somebody. It's right. just a different dynamic. And right. we're, we've lost that for the most part. We don't congregate anymore. Yeah. You know, you can't go to concerts. You can't go to baseball games. You can't go to anything that requires 10 or more. Actually, you can't require anything. This that requires 10 or less, 10 or more people. Um, it's one of those things where I'm hoping, well, no. I know this is temporary. I, I'm confident this is temporary. The ramifications of what happens through this will be felt for months and years to come, I'm sure. But the, you know, the social, the physical distancing of that, I, I mean, it has to be temporary. Right. You know, it has to be. It can't go on it forever. It can't go on forever. I mean, that's the hope. That's the aspiration. It's like, it can't go on forever. And I'm hoping, by God, that people follow the rules and we don't get into, um, you know, uh, it doesn't just get any worse, but at the same time, it's like, I I miss that. You know, I already miss it. Right. You know, it, it's tough to deal with. Yep. Um, I completely understand. For for everybody that's out there that's been stuck at home, we feel you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are currently in the studio, but, you know, maintaining distance. Yeah. There are a lot of disinfectant wipes. We got gloves, in- wipes. Um, what else do we have? We, we have... Uh, Purell. Uh, Purell. Yes, we have it all here. We've wiped down all the equipment. Everybody has been keeping their distance. We're really proceeding with caution and trying to maintain, you know, yeah. uphold the, the rules, the new rules. And um, it's kind of a really weird reality. And... It, it just makes you think, well, what is this going to look like, first of all, like in a month? And then what if it just keeps going for yeah. a while? Well, I don't, yeah, who knows? I mean, I if you ask me today, April 2nd, um, 2020, what the future holds with this going on, I uh, I think it's going to go through May. Yeah. That's that's my gut feeling that the all the... Um, the orders and whatnot will probably go through May. Although, you know, right now everything's currently scheduled to end on April 30th. But as we all know, we had, we had April 15th and now it's April 30th and yep. now it's, you know, it's, yeah. Um, things get extended. And I think everybody understands that, that all these uh, deadlines and timeframes and whatnot are, are movable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only if we follow the rules. You know, right. that's the thing. It's only if we stay at home. That's the thing. Like, uh, during that, I, I wrote, I tell a story in the uh, cover story of the magazine this month about being in, in the Vons on 25th and Western, which is the Vons I shop at mm-hmm. mostly. And it was this, it was the Sunday after uh, the emergency order from the president was was announced. And so that it was, it was the weekend that everybody went to the grocery store, basically. Yeah. And so I got there on Sunday, it was mid-afternoon, it wasn't, it was like two o'clock on, a, on that Sunday. And that's when I realized things were going to be different for a while. Not, not just because of the empty shelves, but because that's when I first saw people in masks. That's when I first saw people wearing latex gloves while shopping. And the social distancing thing was just coming into, it was just like, we were just there, you know, it just started. 
So there were people in the grocery store who weren't necessarily following. I mean, the lines in the grocery store were as long, you know, long, 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 but oh, everybody yeah. was right next to each other. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't, there was no six feet apart or anything, but I was walking through, uh, it was a soup aisle. I remember cause I was, I was looking for soup and, uh, which was, there was none. And <laughs> this older lady walked by me. She wasn't wearing any protective gear or anything. She was just walking. She was, she was probably in her sixties. And we made eye contact and, you know, I, I shared a smile with her. Just one of those, you know, when you make eye contact with a stranger, but you're all in it together type of thing. So you guys look at each other, just give that smile. Like, I got you. You got me. We're in this. Well, we smiled. But then as she came closer to me, she whispered, she goes, this is so stupid. And walked by. And it was like, that was the attitude from some people then. And I just like, I couldn't, I was like, oh man. And she's in the high risk category yeah. because of her age. And I didn't know if she had any underlying conditions, but like that was the attitude. And I saw that attitude a lot. I saw it on our, on our local social media pages. Oh yeah. So many people downplaying this. So many people saying, this is stupid. Why are they closing this? Why are they doing that? It's an overreaction, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, they were all wrong, right. you know? Well, I, you know what's funny is I, I actually... Didn't I like when I started getting the information, you know, I'm listening to the daily, which is a New York Times podcast, really informative. I found a coronavirus podcast, Factor Fiction. So I'm learning about all this. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it feels alone when you're listening to a podcast. You don't know how many other people are listening it and how many other people know what you know. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure how people in my circle were going to start responding, you know. Um, and then, you know, work started sending the emails and then, mm. you know, people were like, um, canceling their travel plans. And, um, when it really hit me was when my parents who I thought, you know, for, for me, I really expected them to be part of the skeptical mm -hmm. community. Um, when my mom was like, we are canceling our trip to, I think it was a uh, Cancun. Mm -hmm. Um, they're like, we're not going, it was supposed to be at the end of March. Oh, Yep. And, um, and I was like, oh, wow, you canceled that. That's a big deal. You know, that it's a big deal. You canceled your plans. Sure. And then my mom was like, everybody needs to stay inside. You know, she's like, why is everybody outside? <laughs> she's like, people should not be trying to go to the gym. And I was like, okay, she's taking it seriously. I don't even have to worry about that. And right. then that's kind of what signaled me to be like, yeah, everybody else needs to be taking this very seriously. Yeah. Um, my grandparents actually took off to Mexico the day governor Newsom said, that he expected the cases to double in Los Angeles. Oh, geez. He, they were like, peace out, we're going. And they have a, a place. Right, they right. live there pretty much. Um, right. They come here all, often, but they live there. And um, yeah, if I was going to be in quarantine, I'd rather do it in their very nice, luxurious. <laughs> beach, uh, beachside. Uh, beachside yeah. condo with their beautiful view. Right. Um, I've seen and, the pictures. And honestly, I was worried about them the most because yeah. my son goes over to um, my cousin's house where they live when they're in California. So, you know, my husband works at a hospital and, you know, he's very, very careful. He's constantly like sanitizing everything. But there's just so much exposure to God knows what, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so I'm glad they got out when they did. I, I had, I'm just starting to realize how the community is starting to take it. But to your point last, you know, weekend, actually earlier this week, mm -hmm. I went on a walk and I ran into one of my parents' neighbors, not physically ran into, he was across the street. Mm -hmm. We caught up a little bit. 
their daughter had to cancel their her wedding. Oof. I uh. know. Like all of the vendors, you know, were closing down. Like the place where they were going to have it shut down. Right. Everything shut down. Everything for that shut wedding. down. I mean, that's the thing. Like life has stopped. I know. For the most part, you know, life. The, the, I mean, I'm sure those of you who are on the internet. I mean, all the memes that have been going around have been crazy. Saving us. But yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I saw one like the other day. It was like just said, life is canceled. I'm like, that's basically basically it. yeah. You know, everything's on standstill, but for the right reasons. Right. Let's. I mean, let's reiterate. It's. This isn't complaining. This is for the right reasons. You know, it's just an adjustment for the time being. And I, like I said, it's temporary. To me, it's this is temporary. We are going to celebrate. I expect this town to put on one hell of a friggin' party after this is all said and done. Yes. Hopefully, it'll be in the fall or the winter. But, you know, th- we will do something. I'm sure the, the town will put together the chamber or something. We will come together in a way that we haven't before. I agree. I really see um, good coming out of this. Um, well, I was thinking to end the episode on um, some ways you've been getting through. <laughs> <laughs> getting through these dark times uh, stuck in our living rooms. <laughs> well, it's been it's been weird because, like I said, we put the, mag- the April issue together in like four days, three days, really. And, um, you know, I'm seeing the ramifications right now it, just through, through the magazine's perspective, just because, like, there's no events. I didn't have an event calendar in this issue because there were none. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? Um, so I'm like, and we're seeing, you know, but on the flip side, you're seeing other things happen. Other businesses like stepping up to the plate. Like a lot of the restaurants have stepped up to the plate and are trying to, you know, uh, feed our community. You know, unfortunately some restaurants have, have closed temporarily be, you know, for various reasons, but you know, those that are still in business are still, you know, are pumping out, you know, to go items and people are picking up. You can right. order alcohol to go now. Right. I mean, how the hell are we not celebrating that at this point? You know what I mean? Oh, you can yeah. buy, I, I saw the picture online of the green onion I, selling ex- their margaritas ex- in these vats. Exactly, exactly and like, what I was going to say. My gosh. I sent, the, I sent a <laughs> screenshot of that to Megan. Um, yeah, you know, our Megan. friend. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just like, uh, are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Um, virtual happy hour soon, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and seriously, it's yeah. like so. There are th- there are things that are, have been happening that are, that are, I mean, we can laugh about. It's fun and whatnot, but um, that's not to downplay the fact that there is a struggle going on in town. Right. This town is definitely struggling. Um, you know, the future of you know, there's, there's a lot of unknowns right now, and right. that's the problem. There's yes, we have this April thirtieth date. Okay, great. You know, but there's that still doesn't you know answer what if this spreads worse what if this goes further what if this you know what if california gets a surge that people are predicting you know the bay area is being hit hard la county i mean knock on knock on wood um while la county's been hit it it certainly hasn't been hit as hard as let's say uh uh san francisco and certainly not new york city my my second home has been pummeled right by this and it's heartbreaking to see what's going on in Manhattan and in New York state with our poor healthcare workers. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible, you know, and you know, they need the equipment. They need all this stuff to get to the ventilators and all this stuff to help and save lives. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's frustrating to watch the news sometimes when you're seeing what's coming out and you're just like, you're yelling from your couch going, why, why, you know, why are we fighting this now? Why couldn't we have, done this earlier we saw the signs you know yeah. blah blah blah. But that's for another time in another place but 
at the same time, um, you know, watching our community, you know, react uh, and, and seeing how I know people have been laid off already. I know people who have been, um, you know, my buddy Ned, who lives in Austin, Texas, uh, he uh, texted me yesterday. He texted me. He goes, hey, in 20 minutes, I have a call with my boss. I think I'm going to get fired. And uh, sure enough, he texted me, you know, five minutes, 25 minutes later, he texted me back going, yep, got fired. I'm like, oh, wow. man, it's just like. You know, you're seeing it. I know the San Pedro Brewing Company had to temporarily lay off, you know, 90% of their staff. Yeah. You know, and restaurants all over town have been doing that. Yeah. So it's weird. You know, on the flip side, while you're seeing some businesses, you know, uh, pivot and pivot well, um, we're still seeing, we're still seeing others, you know, struggle. Right. And it's tough, you know, so... It is tough. It's a really weird time for our community, um, which is um, which, which is why I'm really glad actually we have decided to team up in this time because I was hoping we can, you know, in the future episodes, start shedding some light on people who are doing really cool things in the community. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I've been putting together like um, a story content for the May issue. If there is a May issue, but there will be a May issue, hopefully. Um, the show must go on. <laughs> the show Josh. must go on. Yeah. It'll, it'll <laughs> happen one way or another. I'll get something out. But. Um, you know, and I want to dedicate to the helpers. That's right. what I've, I've been focused on. I've been looking at, you know, who have been the helpers who it's that old Mr. Rogers quote, you know, when you see a time of, when you're in a time of crisis, you look to the helpers Yeah. and that, you know, that hit me right in the heart because like, there are people, there are people doing that right now. You know, I'm seeing leadership step up. You know, when we, when I was putting together the content for the April issue, you know, Tim McOsker, uh, emailed me saying, Hey, you know, do you have room in your magazine? I want to, I want to get a message out to the community. Said sure, you know I'll I'll make space for you. You know he's a he's a community leader. He's the CEO of Altacy, a really good guy, and um, you know of course I was gonna make room for him. I, I reached out to Councilman Buscaino to see if he wanted to you know put something together to communicate something with the community, and he stepped up. You know and and Anthony Perosi, who's a Harbor Commissioner, who is a regular columnist in the magazine. It was his month, um, uh, anyways, and he put together something really great. Mm-hmm. And you know so it it's just. I don't even know where to go with this, but the, my biggest fear, if I have to reiterate it again, my biggest fear is this, um, infecting our senior population, right? The senior community in this town are near and dear to me. And I had a very, very, very close relationship with my grandparents and they've all since passed, but I know how, um, you know, I, I see, I know how I, I, I'm intimately aware with their struggles having watched it and being a part of it myself for so many years with my own grandparents. And the, that honestly, that if I have to say, that's like, that's like the number one worry for me right now in this town is I do not want to yeah. see it. And we're already seeing it. Like, you know, coach Radisich passed away from this last Ugh, week, yeah. you know, and his wife, Francis is a dear friend and fa- and part of my family. Yeah. And she's, you know, suffering right now. And it's, 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 Oh God, it's, I, it's tough to even talk about, but it's like, it has affected us. Right. It is here in San Pedro. As we talk, there are 16 cases in San Pedro 16? reported reported right now. Oh, my As gosh. of yesterday, April 1st. Um, you know, and that went from one uh, a week, uh, two weeks ago, I think, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And um, there are six, uh, I believe there are 15 or 16 cases in Rancho Palos Verdes, and there's like 14 or 15 cases in Palos Verdes Estates. Granted. Those are small numbers in comparison to the majority of the community. We have as our population in San Pedro is eighty thousand. 
you know? So when you look at the data like that, okay, yeah, it seems small, but it's grown, you know, and it will and continue quickly. and quickly and it will continue to grow. We cannot be ignorant to the fact that this will continue to grow. Yeah. You know, I, I think the message needs to be that it's here. We need to take it seriously. Yeah. That yes, it is affecting us in ways, um, financially it's affecting mm -hmm. our lifestyle it's affecting how we communicate with other people it's affecting i mean i know a lot of people are probably struggling with depression um yeah feeling very I lonely have. I, I have too yeah. my i my um, really good friend in you know philly she just texted me the other day like hey i'm struggling like and i called her immediately like it wasn't even a question and we just talked things out we are overdue for a virtual happy hour at this point <laughs> Um, but it's important to stay in touch. And I think while we are going through all those struggles, the virus is still continuing to spread. Mm -hmm. And if we don't take it seriously, it will just continue to spread quickly. Yes. Um, and like you said, people have passed. Mm -hmm. People that we know. Yep. And we can't see that number go up no. in our community, especially because we do have a wonderful and, you know, treasured older population here in St. Pedro. They're the heart and soul of this community. They're they our are. history. They're, I, I know. They they're are. The life and breath here, I I would hate to see anything happen. Yeah. So. Well, uh, let's talk. I mean, uh, I, we still have some time. Um, I want to get back to your thing about how do we cope. Let's let's end this on a fun. Yeah. I don't want to get too, too in the weeds with, with the, the. I know. When the, I asked you earlier, I was yeah. like, I meant like Netflix shows. But you went yeah. on to a, a really good point, And I, I think it, it was important that we addressed it. Well, we're we going to talk about Tiger King. Oh my gosh! But no. uh, <laughs> so everybody has been hitting me up about Tiger King, and they're like, "Are you watching?" And I'm like, "No, I'm you not. haven't watched it." No, I watched it four I times all the way through. I don't like mullets. <laughs> I don't like mullets, and I'm sorry. That's where I draw the line. Oh my gosh, the story you know, is crazy. It's just that I. It's like, do I want to commit? You know, because every single show. It's seven episodes. Oh, that's not bad. That's really not bad. But you know what? How many other shows need my attention? True, true, You know, true. Um, Ozark season three came out, so I'm on that <laughs> one right now. And, um, you know, Parks and Rec is my go-to when I need to feel happy. Right. Leslie Nope is a, a joy in my life. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's basically how I'm getting through a lot of Facebook. And I do think that I need to take a break from Facebook. Yes. But yes. the memes are so good. Yes. Um, and then like the videos of people and what they're doing at home. <laughs> it's so funny. Yes. So can I just share one? Please. That was just like hilarious. Yeah. It was a, a, a video that had gone viral on Facebook and it was like <laughs> this family, uh, probably a family of four or five older kids. I want to say like teens, maybe um, early teens. And uh, you see them riding along in this like upside. I don't even know what they were in. It was like. They were in some type of maybe exercise equipment. I don't know. They were strolling along. Uh -huh. I think maybe it was on wheels. So it might have been a wagon. But they were going through their living room. But their living room was decorated as like the Pirates of the Caribbean. And so oh it, my gosh. they were literally pushing this wagon through the house. And different parts of the house was parts of Pirates of the Caribbean. That's so hilarious. When they got to the kitchen, you just see the mom and the dad chasing each other like, like, oh, like, like they the, do um, on the ride. <laughs> and then you see this, um, the next, I don't even know where they went next, but it was some room and you see the dog there and somebody reaching out for the keys that the dog had. Yeah, yeah, mouth. yeah. And it was just like the little brother or something reaching out like, give me the keys. That's right? so funny. And then, of course, you have this dude 
strumming along in a rocking chair with some banjo or something. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. It's like, wow, people got a lot of time on their hands right now. You know what? Honestly, you hit, you touch on a funny point because the the explosion of creativity coming out of this has been amazing. You know, we could talk about we could be, you know, we could talk about the 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 fear and anxiety and the negativity and and all that stuff which exists. Trust me, we're both feeling it. But on the flip side, people have really taken this opportunity to explore their creativity and we are we are witnessing the fruits of that right now, especially online, you know? Mm-hmm. Um like you said, I you know, people have been doing videos, there's this people are doing this crazy dance, you know, trying to do online I see people doing and I mean, it's silly, it's stupid, it's fun, but it's a re- at the end of the day, it's a release. And that that's the most important part about we it. We need to you breathe. Know? Yeah. We need to like breathe and release and have like a breath of fresh air. And you're right, the creativity is amazing. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> the memes are really funny. And I think they provide like a really good laugh for everybody. Um, right. Have you seen that meme? It was basically like a meme of the Titanic like sinking. No. And it said like coronavirus on top, mm-hmm. and then it zoomed in to the band playing on the Titanic uh-huh. while it was sinking, and then it was like memers, <laughs> and it's like they're going down with the ship. It's so true, but they're like providing the, the, the entertainment, the yeah. entertainment while yeah. we're in the midst of this like horrific, like horrific crisis. Totally. Can I share one more meme? Sure. I'm going to show you this one. <laughs> you can read it if you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What I expected my apocalypse outfit to look like versus how it actually looks. So I'm seeing a lot of these memes, but yeah. this one is just so funny. And, you know, it has this girl looking pretty badass with two guns. Right, She's like right. all strapped up, right? She's walking down the street. And then versus, oh, that's the guy from Harry Potter, and I don't know his name. And I'm sorry. Uh, let me see it again. The main, the main dude. That's Daniel Radcliffe. Thank you. I knew his name. He's the guy from Harry Potter. Yes. Okay, yes, sorry. Yes. I'm not a Harry Potter person. I'm yeah. really sorry. Oh, you just lost half your audience. I know. Here. I'm really sorry. And I have respect for it. I do. I, I plan to get into it. But anyways, <laughs> he's standing <laughs> he's standing in the middle of the street in a robe with two guns, looking like a crazy person, also wearing like um, slippers. bear slippers. Yeah. They're hilarious. <laughs> and it's like, that's exactly how I feel right now. I'm yeah. like in mom bun, like wearing sweats all day, stuck in the house. And I'm like, ah, going out of my mind. I'm sure people listening to this are doing the exact same thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, coping, like, you know, you said like, I mean, obviously we've been, everybody's been binge watching shows and whatnot. I've been trying to, you know, because of, you know, what I do, I got to keep abreast of everything going on. So I have been, you know, inundated with news, you know, t- basically 24 seven, but it, it got to the point where I had to, even I had a, to take a news diet and turn it off because it was just so, I mean, you can only hear so many stories right. at, at this, you know, at, where it just beats on you. So I, I've been taking my news in, in smaller increments, if you will, um, paying attention to mostly paying attention to Mayor Garcetti's uh, daily press briefings, um, Governor Newsom's press briefings and the, the government and the federal government's press briefings. But the, um, you know, other ways, you know, I I've, I found myself reaching out to old friends yeah. who I haven't talked to in a while, Same. which has been really nice. You know, just, you know, it's a good time to check in with somebody and say, how you're doing? You know, I plan it's to a perfect excuse. Totally. And you know what? They're going to be home. So yeah. They don't have an excuse. Right. Totally. <laughs> um, I plan to like, you know, in a week or so, plan to post all of the screenshots I've taken 
with people that I've been, you know, I face. Oh, like with. this, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're not all great pictures, but they <laughs> are great moments. And I've really enjoyed catching up with people that, you know, I haven't had a chance to catch up with because yeah. we're working, we're in different time zones. We can never catch each other when we're like both not doing anything. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It's the, been, um, yeah, I, I've seen like in my neighborhood, um, I've seen, I mean, I've never seen so many walkers in my neighborhood before. Oh my gosh, I know. I mean, everybody's getting out and walking, which is good. I mean, it's healthy. I mean, obviously, social distancing, we're supposed to stay in home, but that doesn't mean you can't walk around the block. That yeah. doesn't mean you can't get some fresh air, for crying out loud. Yeah. just means you can't crowd the parks, the beaches, playgrounds, right. all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, God forbid, get out of the house, take a walk, you know, mm-hmm. breathe some fresh air. We have, honestly, if there is one thing, one of the worst parts about this pandemic in regarding San Pedro, aside from the horrible stuff, is that it's happening when we're having this gorgeous weather lately. Oh my gosh, I know. And you know, it's like people want to get outside and, and this is why we live in Southern California. This is what we're known for. The weather here has been downright perfect. And it's know, pretty it, yeah. ironic that like the, at the time where you have, you're actually forced to slow down, take a break from work for a lot of people, literally stop life as we mm-hmm. know it. And you're like, wow. I could go outside. I could go for a walk. I could do this. I could go to the store. I could, you could do all these things, but not all of it is allowed. Yeah. It is pretty ironic, but I agree with you. Get out, get some fresh air, maintain your distance. Yeah. Don't crowd public places, but yeah, enjoy. Yeah. So my son and I really quick. Yeah. Um, he's two. Uh, he turned two at the end of December. So he's a little over two and he is now discovering bugs. Oh, dear. Yeah. So he likes ladybugs mm-hmm. and roly-polies. roly-polies. Obviously, he loves butterflies. But we saw a grasshopper the other day. And, I mean, this is literally what this pandemic has forced us to do is go outside and explore nature. Sure. Um, and the grasshopper, he loved, but it freaked the crap out of him. <laughs> but he still wanted to touch it. Um, and it's been really fun walking around the neighborhood just looking for bugs. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like that's the thing. The one thing that I saw, I wrote this in my article, and the um, I ended my article kind of on this. I think I did. Um, <laughs> this whole magazine seems like a blur right now. <laughs> but um, I saw somebody, I saw this on the internet. I don't know who the author was, but I saw something, and it, and it basically said, the worst thing that could come out of this is that we don't change. Right. You know, and that that hit me like a ton of bricks because – you know, if, if I want to get, you know, a little, a little hippie-ish and esoteric about this, I will. It's like, maybe we needed the pause. Yeah. You know, maybe we needed the pause. Seeing the, um, like the freeways completely empty. Yeah. And then seeing the way things have just um, grown, like in nature. Yeah. Uh, the I pollutions don't, the have pollution. dissipated, you know, I like know. things you can, like that. You can almost feel it. And when you look at like downtown LA from yeah. any type of vantage point, it's like, whoa, you can actually see it. It's crystal clear. Yeah, I mean, take a look out of the harbor. Um, anytime this week, you can see clear down to Orange County. You can see Laguna Beach, yeah. you know, from from our, uh, you know, if you get high enough on our, on our hill. It's... It's weird because these are silver linings, you yeah. know, in what can only be described as, you know, the worst. You know, I mean, this is the worst situation I lived through and we lived through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I lived in New York City during 9-11. Yeah. You know, I, I was living in New York City on September 11th, 2001. And I can tell you from firsthand, you know, that was an incredibly scary time, you know, for, for all of us, but especially New Yorkers. Because mm-hmm. um, we didn't know what the heck was going to happen. We didn't know if there was another 
building was going to get you know blown up or the subways were going to get attacked next and then right. you know we had anthrax scares soon right. after that you know it was a crazy time to live in new york city i'm 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 fortunate enough that i did to have some perspective at least going through through this because at that when i lived in new york city i was also um because of where i lived i was uh stuck at home for a week you know i couldn't go anywhere couldn't go to my job couldn't couldn't do anything and that was just a week you know, uh, New York City got itself together pretty quick. I mean, it all, you know, and all you know, respectively. But the, this is just, this is, different. This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is definitely something that. This is forcing a is lot stay. of places to, to really shut down. And the fact that it's like pretty much global. Yeah. And this is a silent thing that we're, we're worried about. This silent. It's a virus. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not an enemy. It's not a. It's not something you could put a face to. We can't see it. You know, the face is us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you, me, it's everybody. You know, everybody has to walk around thinking that they at least they they carry it. And I think that's a really important thing to stress to people if we're gonna, I mean, you know, limited time left we have on this, to stress to people that, you know, we have to have that mindset. We have to have that mindset that we're all carrying it one way or another. Mm-hmm. And to treat others with respect towards that. Right. You know, and not be flipping about it. Not, you know, there are still people outside. I I want anybody in San Pedro listening to this right now. Let me just tell you, there are way too many senior citizens shopping still. Right. We cannot continue that right now. Right. Um, I just today, I put together a, a Hello Neighbor note. That I saw it on this, the website. Yeah, this was an idea that I, I saw um, a couple cities do. I saw it in the UK, some lady... Um, did it for her neighbors in a town in like in the UK somewhere and the city of Long Beach like did it uh, too and I'm like we should do one for Pedro I haven't seen one do it so mm-hmm. I, I you know spent all day the other day doing this you know drafting making this little um, PDF that you can download on sanpedrotoday.com and and you could print out a PDF and it's a note basically you want to give it to your neighbor and uh, if you have an elderly neighbor or a neighbor who's a high-risk person or somebody who just who, who needs assistance, right. send them this note. And if you can do something for them, you'll see it. You know, you could check mark if you could pick up groceries, pick up their mail, run an errand for them. You know, let your neighbors know that you're available to help. You know, um, this is the time in our community where we need to do that. Right. We need, to, we need to, to be close. We need, the one thing about San Pedro that I love is that this is one of the few communities where we still know our neighbors. Right. You know, that might not be true for everybody listening to this because, you know, frankly, there were some times where I lived where I didn't want to know any of my neighbors. But in Pedro, it's a little different. You know, we do know our neighbors. And this is the time to reach out to those who may be uh, less fortunate, um, who may not have the the means nor the ability to to take care of themselves during this time. And, you know, the, the high neighbor note is just a small way of, trying yeah. to communicate that with everybody. I think that's a really good call to action. Um, really quick, short story. Yeah. We recently moved into a new neighborhood, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, and we're still getting to know our neighbors. Um, but my husband, it's a Spanish-speaking neighborhood for the most part, and my husband is really touched base with a lot of people. But there was um, one woman, she's elderly, she lives across the street from us. When we first moved in, she brought us a bag of lemons and avocados, Mm. all of you, envious (laughs) of me, I know, um, from her tree. And it was such a nice welcoming gift. Well, 
like a couple days ago, she dropped off a bag full of lemons and avocados. Um, it was just left at our doorstep, so I didn't get a chance to say thank mm. you. Um, which was good. Which, which was is very good. good. Yep. yep. Socialism. Yep. We have um, we have an orange tree, but the oranges are still very, very, very tart. I wouldn't give them to anybody at this point <laughs> yet. But I do have a hibiscus tree at the, at the house. So um, I asked my mom to help me make an arrangement with the hibiscuses and a few other flowers. And I left it on her, her doorstep as a as um, a thank you. And nice. I, I put my number in there because I was like, you know, she, we don't, I don't have her contact information. Right. And she's older. And I don't know how connected she is with her family or whoever. And so she called me right away to say thank you. She says, I think we should have our numbers, you know. And I said, that's it. A really great idea. And now I have it. I called her the other day because our power went out and which was really annoying. Oh we're yeah. That happened. House. I remember, yeah. Are you kidding me? It's like we're stuck in the house <laughs> and there's no power. Oh my gosh. Total side note. But yeah, I think it's a really good call to action for our, our um San Pedrins to check on our neighbors, all of our neighbors, honestly. You know, those who have been maybe had health issues in the past. I mean, really Ask, ask how they're doing. Um, you just, never know. Just be a good neighbor. Yeah. You know, this is the time to step up and, and do that. You know, it, it's not a time to to necessarily um, pull back and hide, right. if you will. It's time to connect with people through different means, and it's time to to be a community citizen and help your help your fellow neighbor, help your fellow San Pedrin, and really just, um, you know, just just be a good human. You know, at the end of the day, like I said, the worst thing that could come out of this is if we don't change. Yeah. You know, I'm really hoping that this pause, and it is a pause. It's not a stop. It's temporary. I keep saying that, but it's the truth. You know, I, I this will end eventually. Mm -hmm. um, but this is a good time to take to, you know, to take account of all that, you know, yeah. and really look at, at how how things are in your neighborhood, not just in the community itself, but in your neighborhood, yeah. you know. And it can only make us better. I agree. We'll come out so, of this stronger. Yeah, I, I fully agree. We're going to come out of this more connected, more uh, you know, stronger, more connected, and hopefully, you know, we won't. Um, it won't hit us as bad as, as you know, it has other places. Well, I think that's <laughs> a great place to end the episode. Um, I agree. For all of you listening at home, we are here with you. We're going through this with you. Um, stay tuned. We are going to be bringing you more episodes. Um, I'll be hopefully getting in some guests and getting you some more information about uh, this virus and things you need to know about the community. Yeah. Josh, thank you so, so much for joining me. And thank you. I'm really looking forward to everything ahead. I, mean, I am too. That's one positive thing to definitely, uh, to definitely end this on is we're working together and it's going to be great. So, excited. you know, we're going to be updating this a lot now. So it's going to be great. We got a lot of work to do. We do. We do. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll check in with you next time.